Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Pardon the interruption, but I'm Mike Wilbon. Tony, an escaped sheep stopped traffic on a British highway. And Tony Kornheiser, wow. Drivers must have been mad. Oh, I see what you I usually you did like here. these jokes. I see what you did. I here. usually like them. Tony, as you know, two weeks ago, good. I was in Ireland. You're driving on the highway. Right. You, see sheep? you look to your left or your right, and there's sheep. You can get yeah. that along Lake Michigan in Wisconsin in a few places. But the Ireland, it's just sheep. It was crazy. Where you live, you get javelina. Yeah. They're all over the place. Yeah, they are. Javelina. Yeah. Welcome to PTI, boys and girls. In today's episode, Nathaniel Hackett says the Broncos should have gone for it. Tony LaRusso is in limbo, and Booker McFarland joins us for five good minutes. But we begin today with Aaron Judge, who hit numbers 56 and 57 last night against Boston and Fenway. Judge is now 20 home runs clear of his closest pursuer, Kyle Schwarber. This is the first time since 1928 when Babe Ruth, yeah, that Babe Ruth, (laughs) was 23 homers ahead of Jim Bottomley and Hack Wilson, that any player has been 20 ahead of the next guy. Wilbon, what does this say to you? I think, Tony, the first thing it says to me is that there aren't a lot of great home run hitters in baseball now. I mean, I know Stanton, his teammate now, is in the league, but Stanton's hurt all the time. So, you know, I just... You get tired of waiting on him. And he, 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 he's prolific. He may hit 60 next year. I mean, he's got that in him. But for the most part, yeah. Tony, I look at Kyle Schwarber, you know, one of my favorite players in many, many years. I, I love Kyle Schwarber, but Kyle Schwarber is not just a home run hitter. He's not a guy who's going to go out there and have 600 plate appearances in a year. But he, I mean, he's efficient. He can hit home runs. But in terms of mashers, I mean, is there somebody out there like Aaron? Is there somebody out there like Mays? Is there somebody out there? You don't have those guys like Sammy Sosa, a more recent vintage. There aren't those guys out there, Tony. So Judge is just seemingly out there by himself to be talked about, and no one else is in his orbit. Not this season. So my reaction is somewhat similar to yours, that I am reluctant to believe that Aaron Judge is 20 home runs better than everybody else. And I understand Getting a 57 in mid-September is almost unprecedented. It is. But I'm also thinking, where are the other guys? By now, somebody should, a couple of guys should have between 40 and 45. But I, let me say this about Judge. He's now hitting 310, Mike. Yeah. He's going wild as a hitter. We talked about Paul Goldschmidt winning the Triple Crown in the National League. Aaron Judge is much closer to it in the American League. He's number one in home runs. He's number one in RBI. And he's nine points back. Is it Minnesota's Luisa Rise? He's got a few people he's got to pass, but he's only nine points back. Mike, I'm an Otani guy. I believe Otani is the MVP. But if Aaron Judge wins the triple crown I, and goes 62 or over, the MVP. he's the MVP. Let me just say this he, real quick. It, Mike, it would be the greatest season of all time if he it's did up that. There. It Tony, you know how we talk about Federer and Nadal and Djokovic getting old and a new crop coming to replace them? That hasn't really happened in baseball where you have like Miggy Cabrera 
and Pujols. I mean, there's some great, great all those guys are all time hitters, but they're they're 40. I mean, they're, they're old. And so yeah. so so Judge has a stage, not to himself, but maybe kind of sorta, but still. Look, I know how great Otani is, but if I had to vote today and it could change, we got a couple of weeks, I think my vote would be for Judge for MVP. I think it would. Let's move to the National Football League. Yesterday, I crushed Nathaniel Hackett's decision to attempt that 64-yard field goal instead of going for it on fourth and five with the game on the line against the Seahawks. Well, Hackett said yesterday that looking back at it, he definitely should have had Russell Wilson run a play instead. Tone, do you respect Hackett more or less for saying he changed his mind? I I don't respect him more for reconsidering. I'm glad he reconsidered. We should all reconsider much of what we say. But let's look at, at the background of this. His plan, the plan that he set up, was if you get to a point where you can hit a 64 yard field goal, you try that. 64 yards out. Even though. His kicker is one for five from 60 plus. And even though in the last season, NFL teams at fourth and five, at fourth and five, made it 48% of the time. And yet his plan was to kick from 64 yards. So I think the reason he's reconsidering, I think it's because he doesn't want to lose Russell Wilson after just one game. He doesn't want to lose his team this early in the season. He doesn't want to lose his job, if not this job, the chance to get another job. And because the torrent of criticism from you and a thousand other people rained down on his head. I don't hear him say, I'm never going to do this again. I hear him say, eh, you know, we didn't make it. Mike, if he made the field goal, you think he'd reconsider? There's no chance. I think he's looking at the very narrow and not the wide. Well, he didn't double down, so I respect him more. I do. He didn't double down like NFL coaches usually do. On, on, on Tuesday. They doubled down, and they got to be right because they're NFL coaches, and they don't want anybody to think that anybody ever knows more than them about any specific play or player or strategy or sequence or dynamic. And so he, it was a soft pedal, you know, sort of take back. He didn't really walk it back and say, I was a moron. I shouldn't have done that. He didn't do that. But I still, for an NFL coach to walk anything back an inch publicly is like a, 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 yeah. a moral victory. So I'll give him that, Tony, and I don't know what he'll do next. But it was still, it remains the dumbest thing you've ever seen other than not giving the ball to Marshawn Lynch on the goal line another time when Russell Wilson This is the interesting. Ball. It's interesting you, you use the word moron because one of the notes I took said you don't want to appear as if you were an intransigent moron. Right. You know, that, that you would do this forever. But you talk about NFL coaches. We're about to talk about Tony La Russa. Tony La Russa doesn't walk things back. It doesn't no. matter what happens. No, Tony La Russa said, really? Really? He That's doesn't. the right play, and he I doesn't. made the right play. So let's get to Tony La Russa. And I admire that. I admire doubling down. Tony La Russa has been sidelined with a medical issue for the last two weeks plus. His White Sox were two games under 500, 63 and 65 when he left. Entering today, the White Sox were 10 and 4, under interim manager Miguel Cairo. Wilbon, you are Mr. Chicago. What should the White Sox do with La Russa? Tony, this is the big issue in Chicago in sports, which is a serious sports town. With the sky eliminated and the Cubs stinking and the Bears looking like they're going to stink even though they got a game week one victory, Tony La Russa and what to do with him is the, the topic. 
And Tony, they should put him in the front office and say, Tony, come in. We got to talk to you. You're not getting fired. You're not going to divorce yourself from the team. You're not going away from the team. We need you here. Look, Tony La Russa is personal friends of many decades with the owner, Jerry Reinsdorf, who has a rare That's thing right. in Chicago baseball history, a World Series ring. He has that, Jerry Reinsdorf. Not to mention those six with Jordan. So, so you, you, you figure out a way you can coexist. That team is better without Tony La Russa. This isn't up for argument. Nobody's even arguing that. The question is, what's the transition? How do you move it forward? You don't want to embarrass a Hall of Famer who's been a great manager in a previous stint in that uniform or those set of White Sox uniforms. So you bring Tony La Russa upstairs. He's a consultant. He's what, give him whatever title you can come up with that dresses it up and you keep him. But you, he cannot be in control of the day-to-day because that team, if they don't make the playoffs, that's an embarrassment and they are the most disappointing team in baseball this year. Let me ask you a quick question. Did they make the playoffs last year? Yes, yes right? Yes. They made them. With LaRusso. Who was their manager With last LaRusso year? last year. Yeah, Tony LaRusso. What are you doing for okay. me lately? I understand. I understand that this year with Tony LaRusso is not as good as last year with Tony LaRusso. But I take this very personally, this whole thing. Because in the first sentence or second sentence of every story about Tony LaRusso, you'll see this number 77. Say like Tony LaRusso is 77 years old. <laughs> yeah. Like they stick it right in your face. As somebody who's close to 77, I root for Tony LaRusso. I hear you. And, you know, and, and I root for old, I root for Jim Beheim, for example. I root for Mac Brown. I root for Pete Carroll, even though I'm older than Carroll and Mac Brown. I don't like Greg Popovich and Bill Belichick because the way they treat the media. But I root for them sometimes because I root for older people. There's a very thorny issue with Tony LaRusso. I think the easiest way to get out of it now is for Tony LaRusso to say publicly, I'm going to not manage the rest of this year because of doctor's advice. And don't say anything about next year. Let people work out, as you're suggesting, what happens next year. But I think we can at least agree that the most important thing here is that Tony LaRusso's health is good. Yes. And we don't use this as a way yes. to torpedo him out of a job, right? No. Let's take a break. Coming up, T.J. Watt will play again this season, but how effective should we expect him to be? We're going to ask Booger McFarland. We're also going to ask him about Khalil Mack dominating in week one. But, Tony, you can't ignore the White Sox are better. They're better, better with Cairo. They are, what and if, the White Sox if, need to win. The se- what if they end the season 5-10? and ten? They, They've had all they year. Back? They've been one big, fat, disappointing zero after another under Tony La Russa. They have been. I watched them. I pay attention Last to them. Year, Tony, it's Last this year. Last year, they made the playoffs. They're nothing this year. They're disappointing. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again. By visiting electricebikes.com. That's L E C T R I C ebikes.com. Vivid Seats wants to get you to the games you love this spring. Experience every pitch, assist, and game winning shot live and in person. 
And the best part? Each transaction is a step toward a free 11th ticket with Vivid Seats Rewards. Score unbeatable perks like free tickets, surprise seat upgrades, and annual birthday deals. As the official ticketing partner of ESPN, Vivid Seats is offering you $20 off your first $200 ticket purchase with code PTI. That's code PTI. Visit vividseats.com or download the app today. Vivid Seats. Experience it live. Let's get back into the NFL with our great friend from NFL Primetime and Monday Night Countdown, Booger McFarlane. Wilbon, look at Booger. He is bedecked in the wicker basket of Marion. Look at that shirt. Let's start with this. Steelers pass rusher T.J. Watt. He's out six weeks with a pec injury. When he comes back, how do you think that injury will limit his game and what he likes to do? Yeah, it's going to hamper him a little bit. I, I don't know if either one of you guys have ever done a push-up, but if, if that peck is torn <laughs> or, 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 or it's damaged, it, it's going to hurt his ability to use his power rush. And so he won't be able to bull rush as much, but I think he's going to have to go to his uh, repertoire of moves, his speed rush, his inside out. I mean, he's the reigning defensive player of the year. He will adjust. He will be just fine. As long as that peck holds up, I expect T.J. Watt, he may not be 100%, but he'll be able to get to the quarterback. Push-ups, Tony. We're going to show Booger a thing or two during the break. I've done five push-up frenzy. Booger, let's stay with dominant defensive players for a second and talk about Khalil Mack, who was back to game-wrecking form. And now that he's out, and I'm going to say San Diego. You know what I mean. Three sacks, a forced fumble, yeah. and he's playing again in the presence of a coach that he knows and who knows him, Brandon Staley. Does that matter? I mean, I'm looking at a staffer, an assistant coach. Is that that big a deal? Yeah, Mike, it's a huge deal because that coach knows what you can do. More importantly, he knows what you can't do. I remember when I was in Tampa, Tony Dungy was in Indianapolis, and he traded for me because he knew exactly what his team needed in Indy, and he knew I could bring that. So he put me in the right position to make plays. But more importantly, he didn't ask me to do something he knew I couldn't do. So the familiarity of a coach with a player not only helps the player, but it helps the team likewise. We got Mac and those Chargers facing Kansas City and Patrick Mahomes, of course, on Thursday night. And Mahomes said that the defense, his defense, the Chiefs, defense set the tone, which is not a sentence that we've spoken much in the past four years. Do you see that Kansas City defense being that different from what we've seen? Well, first of all, Mahomes was absolutely awesome. And all the the questions about that offense and could they survive without Tyreek Hill, I think we can put those to bed. But as far as the defense is concerned, you know what? They look a lot faster this year. You know, I mean, it's amazing how that front with Chris Jones and then especially when you get to the second level with Bolson and Gay, those guys can run. The first round pick they drafted, George Kaloftis, his ability to power and come off the edge. But overall, I think the biggest difference is their team speed. And it may not come into play against a team like Arizona, who look very, very unprepared, by the way. But that's an entirely different podcast or show we can get into. But when they go against Buffalo and the Chargers this week, some of the faster, better teams, I think their team speed is going to show because, man, they were flying around that field, Mike. Let's move to what you did for a living. You played defense, so you know on offensive lines. When you look at the offensive line in Cincinnati that struggled so much and could not protect Joe Burrow, when you look at that, what do you see? 
Well, first of all, I'm reminded of a saying I learned in the country, all money and good money, because they spent a lot of money on the offensive line <laughs> and they gave up seven sacks in the first game of the season. So, um, but it's about time on task, right? So those guys have to play together. Like the offensive line, it's five individuals, but they have to act as one. And if you don't get a lot of time together to understand, hey, how are you going to set? Where's my help at? What I can do? You could clearly tell that, that those guys hadn't spent a lot of time together. They weren't as familiar with each other in the calls as maybe you two are. You guys have been doing this 100 years. You can finish each other's sentences. They just need a little bit more time because Burrow was sacked 70 times. You got to give Cincinnati a lot of credit because after those 70 sacks last year, they came back and they spent a lot of money. Well, so far, that money hasn't paid dividends, but they got to get better. And hopefully this week during practice, they spent a lot of time being very introspective. We can't allow our guy to get hit and get killed like that, but they got to be a lot better. Thank you so much, Booger, as always. Such a pleasure to have you. Thank you. Anytime, man. You guys got to do some push-ups at some point, buddy. <laughs> it's too late, Booger. Don't worry about it. It's too late. I undercut the five. <laughs> I probably could get to eight. Probably with a little practice. Let's take one last break. Still to come, a Giants pitcher uh, learns not to show up Gabe Kapler, and he ooh, learns it the hard ooh, way. Ooh, that's the real hard way. And as predicted here, Tony, the Aces went up 2-0 in the WNBA Finals last night. Question is, can the Connecticut Sun get back in this series? You know what I think. I know. You don't think they can. I'd, I'd like to see it. I, I mean, are they push-ups series. like on your knees or real push-ups? No, not on your knees. Eight. What are you talking about, I mean, I dude? could do eight. Huh? Maybe ten. I could do 30. If I took PEDs. 30. How many? PTI fans, listen up. Have you heard you can listen to episodes of this very show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with your Prime membership? That's right. All your favorite PTI episodes can be heard on Amazon Music ad-free. But that's not all. You can listen to other top podcasts like The Low Post and First Take ad-free as well. They also have your favorite shows like The Daily, Part of My Take, and Up First, all without ads. You know what this means. Uninterrupted listening, so no more cliffhangers. Amazon Music offers the most ad-free top podcasts, so we know they definitely have something for you. And it's already included in your Prime membership. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app for free or go to Amazon.com slash PTI. That's Amazon.com slash PTI to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Happy time, people. Happy 33rd birthday, Tony Finau. This felt like a breakthrough year for Finau on the PGA Tour. After often being near the top, but not at the top of the leaderboard on a Sunday evening, Finau won two tournaments in a row this July, the Rocket Mortgage in Detroit, the 3M in Minnesota. Finau will represent the United States in the upcoming President's Cup at Quail Hollow. And on a personal note, happy 82nd birthday to my old camp counselor, Larry Brown, who is now assisting Penny Hardaway at Memphis. Brown remains the only coach to have won an NCAA and an NBA championship. And as a player, he won a gold medal on the U.S. Olympic basketball team in 1964 in Tokyo. Well, speaking of basketball, 
Phenal's first cousin, Jabari Parker of Duke and NBA time, Tony Tenure, and uh, Scottsdale's own, another part-timer in Scottsdale, like, you know, one of us on this set. You know, Phenal's the guy I root for the hardest on the tour. I know. Just a tremendous dude. Glad to see him win those back-to-backs. Tony, he is my favorite going into this new PGA season coming up. And Larry Brown has chopped liver to you? No, is I love, what I'm love Coach to Brown. Confer? Not so happy anniversary, Reggie Bush. On this day 12 years ago, Bush announced he would give back the Heisman Trophy he won at USC in 2005 because of violations that occurred when Bush was in college. Bush was a fabulous college football player. Drafted number two overall by the New Orleans Saints and was a fine player there, but never a great one. I wonder if Bush was born too early. With the name, image, and likeness rules now, it's doubtful Bush would ever have to give back the Heisman. The bright side of this is Bush's sense of humor. He's currently in a Wendy's ad that spoofs the notion of giving back the trophy and then re-awards him a particular hamburger. I was stunned when I saw this for the first time over the weekend. And by the way, it, it's, it's funny. It's a good commercial. It's got charm. I mean, it highlights yeah. Reggie Bush's considerable personality. Not as good yeah. as Baker Mayfield's series of commercials no, in Cleveland, though. Not as good as those, I'm no. just saying. No, you're right about that. You are. Happy trails to the big leagues for Zach Littell. Giants reliever was optioned to AAA Sacramento one day after Littell had words with Giants manager Gabe Kapler when Kapler came to the mound to replace Littell in the eighth inning of a game against Atlanta. Littell had allowed the first four batters to reach base and two runs to score before getting a double play. Kapler came for the ball and Littell said something. Kapler said nothing until he went to the dugout and motioned for Littell to come with him down the stairs, away from all the cameras. Yesterday, the Giants sent Littell down, conceding, quote, behavior is a part of performance, unquote. After a strong 2021, Littell's ERA this season is 5.08. Littell said he apologized to Kapler, but evidently it wasn't enough to keep him around. Yeah, the Giants decided they couldn't afford to rely on last year's Littell's performance, just like the White Sox can't rely on Tony La Russa's last year dugout managerial performance. It's time to do something about this year. Giants did. Let's see what the White Sox do. So it's interesting the way Kapler behaved. Some managers would have gone crazy. Kapler held himself back completely because he knew he had the upper hand. He was going to go crazy. back in the dugout. We're crazy and this is, what, this is what good fathers do. They discipline their children away from other people. They do it in their own private way. And at that point, I assume Littell could have apologized from now until the end of time. And he was getting a one-way ticket to Sacramento anyway. Because you can't, you just don't show the guy show, up You can't like show that, him up like right? that. Especially, you're the one giving it up. Be accountable. Yes. Hand him the ball and say, sorry, yes. Skip, I was dreadful tonight. But then, no, no, no. We right. got two generations now. They don't be accountable for anything. Just what was on TikTok this morning. That's all that matters. Let's go to the big finish. Let's do it. The Aces beat the Sun and are now up 2-0 in the WNBA Finals. You had that you. one right. I told you I don't want this to be a sweep. The Aces are just better, Tony. I mean, they got their own big three, and they are great and rolling right now. Mississippi Today reports the state's governor at the time helped Brett Favre land more than $5 million in welfare funds for a volleyball court in Southern Miss. Your thoughts? As the first time hearing about this, I know Brett Favre went to Southern Miss. If it's supposed to be for welfare, it's hard to understand how it went for volleyball. It sounds a bit dicey. 
The Lions are favored in the game for the first time since November 2020. Of course, against Washington. Is this yeah, a big deal? I covered a lot of games between those two franchises, and they were mostly sorry and dominated by Washington. Appears to be a new day. Mike Trout's seven-game home run streak ended against the Guardians last night. You disappointed? Yeah, I would like to see him get eight and go for nine. Last one, the Mets have lost two straight to the yeah. Cubs. You're smelling sweep tonight. Maybe not. We got Smiley going. Maybe he can finish the sweep. It's just good in September to see the Cubs beat the Mets. It's about 43 years late, but, you know. Yeah, we talked long. about it last week. It's a little late. It's not 1969. We're out of time. Three years. We'll try to do better the next time. Dr. Man. Sal Pearl, shout out. I'm Mike Wilbon. Same time tomorrow, Knuckleheads. You can get the PTI podcast on the ESPN app or Apple Podcasts. And now, let's go Cubbies. Here's SportsCenter.